Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms. And remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. It's another edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. This is a second coming. This is a call to arms. Your finest hour won't be wasted, wasted. Live on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and on demand online at nhsportspage.com. When we step on the floor, every second that clock is ticking, we are pedal to the metal. From Londonderry to Lebanon, Nashua to Newport, Summersworth to Salem, and Keene to Kennett. The New Hampshire High School Hoop Show covers all the teams. We run the ball, we pressure the ball, and most importantly, we control the tempo of the game. With Pete Derrier and Dave Haley on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and online. NHSportsPage.com. Good morning and welcome to a Christmas Eve edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. We do it for you live on the radio Saturday mornings during the season between 9 and 11 a.m. We also let you listen to it uh, through the power of technology over the internet uh, on ESPNNH.com or NHSportsPage.com. My name is Pete Terrier alongside Dave Haley on this Christmas Eve. Although I got to say, Dave, I'm a little bit disappointed that we don't have young Allison in the studio today. I know. She's with her... uh... She's with her mom, so uh, yeah, no, we're not going to have her. Uh, I'll have her on Christmas Day, but we kind of go back and forth. But um, yeah, headed into holiday season. I think this is a show where we kind of take a look around and kind of what we've learned. There was one score last night that I thought was really intriguing. We'll get into that one and um, kind of stop, pump the brakes, and kind of look around and see like what we've learned so far. Yeah, I think we are the only live radio show going on right now in the state of New Hampshire. Everyone's I'm willing to guess. I'm willing to guess. Tracking Santa's sleigh as well. We'll have updates throughout. That's right. The GPS is working. Tim will have us updated throughout. I actually have been monitoring NORAD Santa. Yeah. Uh, 586 million presents so far delivered. Wow. He's heading now to some islands, obviously, over in Asia. Wow. He's landing again in five minutes, according to NORAD. Well, just to let you guys know, even though Santa might not get here by the end of the show, Santa Pete is here to deliver for you two guys. Tim Glenday, our producer, Dave Haley. Yeah, him and his We do have some guests coming on the show. 9.30 this morning, right? Jim Silly from... The Belmont Red Raiders will be joining us uh, on the program. Talk about his team's good start, four and one start after the loss the other night at Interlakes in the dungeon. The cage they call it, Jim. Oh, I thought he said the dungeon. Uh, it's, it's something like that. I played in that gym. Yeah, you cannot, uh, you can't inbound the ball in some sections because the, the stands come out too far. You're inbounds when you're uh, they know when they're out of bounds. They beat you up in a phone booth over there. That's what they do. So we'll talk to Coach Silly uh, just a little while from now in the second hour of the show. Special treat: Nate Maserol, Nashua South head coach. Pete's alma mater. He will be in studio. Oh, you're glowing. Yeah, the uh, Chick Fil A National Holiday Basketball Tournament's going to happen next week. We'll have some play-by-play coverage on ES. ESPN New Hampshire Radio, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week. Some video highlights 
of the Chick-fil-A tournament uh, on nhsportspage.com. Should be a lot of fun. I always like catching up with Coach Maz, and uh, he's going to come in studio with us for the entire hour. So we'll be able to talk uh, a lot he's about He's been in here before, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. He's well, always it's, great. It's funny. When I reached out to him earlier this week, I was like, hey, you mind coming on and helping us pl- promote Chick-fil-A, talk a little Panthers basketball? And he was like, sure. He's, you want me to come in studio again? I was like, yes. Yeah. I love it. He's great. Love having in-studio guests. So uh, that's what we got coming up today. Uh, We also have the shortest Beals Insurance scoreboard in the history of our program. Only seven games played around the state last night. Uh, Three in D1, three in D2, and one in Division Three. And it was like a intra-state game. It wasn't even two teams from Division Three here in New Hampshire. Uh, here to give you all the scores, all the happenings from last night around the state of New Hampshire. Dave Haley with the Beals Insurance Scoreboard. Are you ready? The Beals Insurance Scoreboard, brought to you by Beals Insurance Agency, with locations now in Bedford and Londonderry. Visit BealsInsurance.com. I'm just going to stretch this out. I'm going to have every game. I'm going to go five minutes into detail of Deep every single detail. game. detail. Congratulations to... Uh, Oh, Allison's trying to FaceTime me in the middle of my show. Uh, uh, congratulations to Bishop Girton, who finally decided after a lot of contemplation to play a basketball game this season. Congratulations. Matt Regan gets his first win. Had to go overtime to do it, 52-48. They beat Concord uh, last night. Pat Donovan, 19 points. Mike Rinko, 11 for the Cardinals' first win. In the Matt Regan era, Matt Giroux with 16 points for Concord. They fall to 1-2 and two in the season. Concord got a win earlier this week. Uh, over Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. yeah. And interesting note, and I'm going to credit, man, I, I, I can't remember. It was, uh, I think the Concord Monitor had this little nugget. Rematch, coaching rematch in Division One of last year's D3 yeah. semifinals. Dave Chase, formerly of Hopkinton, and of course, Matt Regan, formerly of Pelham. Yeah. And they squared off. For Regan, that was only two games ago. Yeah, after winning the title last year over Kirasage. Uh, uh, Exeter with a 73-53 win over Trinity. Exeter goes to 2-1 and one. sees Cody Morissette with a big night, 30 points. Steve Natola, 20 for Exeter as well. So they combined for 50 of their 73 points. Jordan Santos, sophomore, very good point guard for Trinity. Had 13 points. Trinity's young. Uh, but Exeter goes 2-1 and one on the season. Uh, Trinity is 0-2. Uh, the surprise of last night was Merrimack with a 43-34 win over Spalding. Uh, got an email uh, as I was leaving this morning, so I didn't get to add the stats yet, but they'll be up soon from Kevin Conley, uh, Cal Conley's dad, and he just basically said, just very physical the way Merrimack does it, and then they, they have Ian Cummings just create everything, and he gets other guys scoring options. Danny McKillop had a really good game. He had a double-double, 15 points, 13 rebounds. Ian Cummings had 15 points. Cal Conley held to only 12 points in the win. They really did a good job on he and Ari Brakefield last night. So Merrimack is uh, 2-0 on the season. 43-34 win over Spalding. Spalding falls a 2-1. and one. Uh, Game that we covered last night, uh, Pete Terry and the great Sean Kesty out in Goffstown last night. Pete took a three-minute drive. Long drive. Three-minute drive down the street. Uh, yeah, and I did. Actually, you know what, though, Dave? Manchester West is the closest home game for me where I live in Goffstown. I live off the back row, which is off that Amoskeg Circle. So it's quicker for me to get to West to... Uh, Man, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the gym. Goffstown? Oh, West Gym? Yeah, I'm blanking. Oh, oh I don't know. You know names of gym. This is I what know. you're known for. Uh, it'll come to me. Oh, wow. But it's easier for me to get to Manchester like West Superman than it is to get to Superman trying to fly and not being able to get in the air yeah. when you don't know how to do that. Yeah. Tom Dobney Field. Uh, Hallsbrook Line with a 57-35 win over Hallsbrook. Uh, Hollisburg playing with over Goffstown. It's Christmas Eve, folks. Uh, Nick Fothergill with 16 of his 21 points in the second quarter. He was bombing those threes. I watched the highlights this morning in the postgame interview. Uh, so 2-0 on the season for Hollisburg line. Goffstown falls to 1-1. Goffstown had opened with a win over West. 
But again, they fought a one-on-one. Uh, Lauren Lucas's team goes on the road to North Conway, gets a win, 51-48. Over Kennett, Oyster River goes to one-on-one. Kennett's now 0-3. Max Lewis, 13 of his 15 points in the second half as the Bobcats took control. Uh, Cole Brown got up big on Sauhegan. Sauhegan made a run on him, but Cole Brown hangs on for a 50-43 win. Sam Lupinacci with 17 points for the Bears. Uh, Cole Brown goes to one-on-one the season. Uh, the Sabres can't score. They struggle to score. That's their deal. They get Ryan Hickey, they get Ryan Bohm, but they, they struggle to, to score. Uh, they're 0-3 on the season. And Fall Mountain with a 43-41 win over Bellows Falls. I know nothing about Fall Mountain and nothing about Bellows Falls. There you go. Well, I can tell you that Bells Falls is in Vermont. Tim's like, are we done? Fall Mountain is in Langdon, New Hampshire. Now, oh, I, I couldn't tell you where Langdon is. Couldn't tell you where. I think it's kind of like we North. did cover a Fall Mountain game a couple years ago. At yeah, Campbell. Campbell Fall Mountain. Yeah, that was Ryan Murdoch. Uh, there you and go. The Fall Mountain Wildcats. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that's the quickest uh, Beals Insurance scoreboard, and uh, you know what? I'm shocked that we haven't got texts or tweets telling us what the heck the name of the Manchester West gym is. It kills me because I know it. I've been there like a million times. Uh, Danny and Bryson will take it. Me, a, Danny Bryson will take I can't it think of the name right now. Front. Yeah, no, no, I'm no. even trying to Google it here, but I can't talk and research at the would same you, time. Uh, what did you think of the buzzer beater the other night? It was pretty cool. Freddie Shockey. You know, and I, as I was watching the video highlights of it on NHSportsPage.com when uh, Memorial and Winnicott played. That was a good game. A fun game, game, yeah. That Freddie Shockey won with a last-second uh, basket when I was watching the video, I wasn't exactly sure the scenario, how it played out. And I see him on the free throw line. I'm like, I know he hit a buzzer beater. Did he miss the free throw, get his own rebound and put it in at the buzzer? Yeah. And it didn't work out that way. There was a couple of fouls. And, you know, you called it. You nailed it. You said it's the he's Christian Leitner. Ben Allen was bringing it inbounds on the Grant baseline. Yeah. And you're like, he's, you know, he's Grant Hill throwing it to Leitner. And that's exactly what happened. Those what, of you, the more I see that, and I texted Jay McKenna yesterday, and I said, the more I watch that play, I watch it four or five times. What a pass by Ben Allen. Yeah. That was a perfect pass. Look, the pass is the hardest part of that play yeah. to execute. And you got to get it through people. you got to get it to the guy in a position to score. And you got less than two seconds to score. The pass has to be perfect, and it certainly was. And Winnicott, Jack Quirk decided not to put somebody on the ball, uh, so they had an extra defender back. You know, there's four Winnicott players in the, in inbounds, and there's five uh, Memorial players, and it was uh, Jake Santiago who um, was covering Freddie Shockey, and he had four inches on him. So, you know, but Freddie missed a down right down the middle layup. He just missed a layup, you know, and then went one for two from the line. So Freddie had a look on his face after they fouled the Memorial rebounder. Um, he had a look on his face like, oh, my God, I, I blew it. Yeah. I blew it. And then to be the hero. He gets redemption. A minute later was great. And Freddie's a great kid. I actually was out the night before and ha- um, saw his dad, hung out with his dad for a little bit, Fred Shockey, who was uh, – what is Fred at the at the casino ballroom? Like the GM? Or? He owns the place. Yeah. Oh, I trust me, I was working my rat yeah. backstage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after that call, I, I'm going uh, to send him that video this summer and then say, oh, by the way, I want my rat. Can you can you hook me up? Yeah. So I was You're hoping it. for a deep Winnicott oh, yeah. playoff run. I want to meet David Coverdale from Whitesnake. We got to get back for that. So, um, But I was with his dad the night before, so it was great. And Freddie is a, a, you know, another kid who's been a four-year varsity guy. He's just a great kid. I really like Freddie a lot, so I was very happy for him. And he played very well. Um, he, he played very, very well. I'll tell you, when he squares up from 15, takes those two power dribbles, you know, ball fakes, he's tough to stop, you know. And, um, you know, and, and Logan Keene had a little bit of an off game, um, rebounded well. Um, 
But I'll tell you, they missed Jack Shockey, who's out with uh, with a foot injury. Injuries, unfortunately. The younger Shockey? The younger. He's a sophomore. And um, unfortunately, injuries are starting to become a theme early in the season. we got three major players with injuries. And well, speaking of major big. players, I'm sure you're alluding to K.J. Maddie from Lebanon, who last night I, I was at the, the Hall's Brookline Golf Yeah, I heard you game, say he was there, yeah. Keith. And there was... Who did I see there? Cole Atten, you said. Cole Atten was there. Keith Maddie. Keith Maddie. Was Dan Murray. There Dan was Murray. a bunch of the Milford players there. Zach King, I, I assume, was there because he made a text or a tweet and he had a picture and said he was there. Uh, but anyways, I was talking to Keith Maddie and you know I just you know gave him my uh, my sympathies for for KJ's injury and you know said hopefully he'll be okay. And apparently. You know, he's got a doctor's visit coming up after the new year, and that's going to be very telling on to the future of, of him playing basketball. And, yeah. You know, hopefully this isn't another T.J. Urbanic situation. You remember a couple of years yeah. ago he was going into his senior year. There was a lot of hope and a lot of hype for him and, and that Pinkerton team, as there always is for Pinkerton. And he just couldn't play. He was out the entire year yeah. and didn't get to play his senior year. You now. can't redshirt. I missed 11 games my senior year of high school, and you never get them back. I mm. tore ligaments in my ankle. So so you, you never get Early them back. Early in the year or late in the year? I did it. I, I, I twisted it against. I stepped on someone's foot driving to the lane against Kingswood, and it was bad. And then I sat out like a game or two. I came back in the Christmas tournament. And then I went back after, and it was still kind of tender. And it was, I'll never forget it, Chavizzi said, last play of practice, and I drove to the hoop, stepped on uh, our backup center's foot, and I, I never felt pain like that in my life, and I was out, I was eleven five, games, five weeks, or yeah, oh yeah, it wow. cost me Allstate and all that stuff. So wow. anyway, my point is, it's not about me, I'm more like, the point is, you never get those games back, yeah. you know what I mean? So it sucks, like, and I, we like KJ a lot, we know him on a personal level, and obviously I'm good friends with his father, so I feel terrible, but hopefully he's back, I mean, we just hope for the best, and, and. So for you and I, man, it's more fun with that kid around, obviously. Yeah. He's he's my player of the year, preseason player of the year. You know, that being said, I told Keith last night, and I, I basically said, look, you know, you guys can win it without him. And I yeah, know he doesn't well, want to hear that oh, and, they can win it and probably doesn't want to go through that. I think you saw the second-best team in Division Two last night. I think Paul's you did. Brookline. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they're behind where Lebanon is, even without K.J. Maddie. Yeah. You know, they're not Well, Milliken's going to have to. Yeah. Milliken is is every bit as good as KJ is. He's a different type of player. He had 19 against Hanover. Yeah, we're trying to update those stats. But uh, uh, I think Keith Maddie sends the stats to me on like a, a railroad. It's like on a, like a choo-choo train. He sends it over. It takes forever <laughs> to get the stats from Lebanon. But uh, I'm trying to get KJ to do it. But, yeah, Milliken's going to have to step up. And um, Nolte, the new kid, is you know he scored 13 the other night. And Matt Islander. I mean, all those kids are just going to have to – I remember a couple of years ago, Sean Young giving me the speech when Jimmy Stanley was out. I was like, well, Colby Wilson will just score four more, and Jackson Rivers will score three more, and go- doing the math. It doesn't work that way, because mm-hmm. now you have the number one defender's on Milliken, mm-hmm. and the number two defender is on Graham Chickering. It goes, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot more focused. KJ takes a lot of attention off those kids, and KJ is a very good point guard. He facilitates. He sets sure. those guys up for good looks. And now Milliken's not a point guard. He's not a natural no. point guard. I think Chickering's more of a guy who can kind of facilitate for them. But Keith runs really good stuff, um, and he's going to have to create you know good looks for them. And I'm sure he will. But they've got good size. But you don't lose a first team. You don't lose a player of the year and just shake it off. No, you don't. It's big. You certainly don't. And he's the captain. I mean, he's the leader of that team. Him and Milliken. Now was there there was an, there was another injury that that. You were talking about, you said three or four, two or three big guys? Joey Glenn. Oh, Joey, I did not know this. Oh, he hasn't played the last two games. Really? Yeah. He has, um, I was I was with Cody a little bit yesterday, Cody Graham. Um, 
He uh, he's a foot injury. They're calling it a sprain. I'm hopeful that it's a sprain, but you know it could be something inside. Wow. I don't know. I'm not gonna speculate. But he's missed the last two games. Now they're hopeful. They they go down to Massachusetts. I, I believe they play Cambridge Ridge and Latin, and then they play a team from New York, who's one of the top New York teams. Um, How Christmas hard is break. it going to be to keep Joey Glenn out of that game, those games? Because oh, you know he's, he's going to want to play against I asked guys. Cody, I said, how's he doing? He's like, he's he's frustrated. He's hurting. I mean, yeah, you don't get those games back. You can't register. Uh, Cody would know, you know, from yeah. football season. Yeah, exactly. So and Cody's doing all right. You know, he's sore after every game. He has a PCL tear. Um and he's playing with that knee brace. The doctor said, you know, you can play on it. But he told me he's got to ice it after every single game. And so, yeah, so these, I mean, look at the, look at the guys we just named. Those are uh, all-state, first-team, all-state-level guys, you know what yeah. I mean, we're talking about. So you, you never know. You know, don't ever, it, it's why we, we all show up to Durham in March. You don't know who's going to be there and who's going to win it once you're there. It, there's a lot to had to happen. I saw Manchester Memorial play Salem on Tuesday night. Yeah, so let's talk about Memorial. What did you from think? Memorial? So Craig Preston's he's there's left the another team. big omission. Uh, you know, I got word Wednesday morning that Craig Preston had left the team after one game. His decision with Manchester Memorial, his own decision. And you know, I texted you and was like, because I knew you were going to be covering that yep. Winnicott Memorial game on Thursday night in Manchester. Uh, the, the kid that comes back from prep school, uh, very good. You know, player. good, good player. Point guard uh, scored thirteen points in the game. wasn't a huge, you know, you know, didn't dominate the basketball by any stretch. Uh, you know, played well, but I think it took him a little while to get it going. He started to get it going in the second half, but apparently upset with, uh, I guess, his role on the team. I don't know. You may know a little bit more than I do. But, I mean, I uh, want to get as into is it, but, yeah. as it is now. He has left the team. Yeah, I. It didn't... seems like an annual thing for for Coach Quirk and Manchester Memorial. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, uh... someone they've always missing guys here and there. You know, remember the uh, the jamboree when they played Lebanon in yeah. our jamboree and they showed up. There's no Cabongo. There's no Trayvon Mon. Yeah, they were no at, they were at the game. Yeah, but they weren't. They were up. at the game they watching. The... Yeah. Yeah, but they weren't playing. Yeah, it, it, no, and so every year it's one of these things. I didn't talk to Jack. I, I said hi to Jack. He was talking to uh, Jay McKenna before the game, and uh, so I didn't want to interrupt them. I said hi to him, shook his hand, said hi. One of the parents I spoke to, I talked to a lot from Memorial, confirmed it. You know that that he had quit the team. Now I said in my intro, you know that you don't even um, you're not positive uh, about you know whether he'll be back. He could be back. You know, kids are. Kind of funny that way, and I don't know if Jack would accept him back or whatnot, so we shouldn't speculate, but I'm not deleting him from any sports page quite yet. Let me tell you something, okay? We'll, we'll, we'll go to one of my favorite TV shows, Friday Night Lights, the TV series. Tim Riggins quit the team like three or four times. Coach Taylor, welcome him back with open arms. I don't know if it's a situation similar at Manchester Memorial, but what we'll do now is we'll do something which we don't really do. Not very often that we'll take a phone call. On the show. We're going to get yelled at? I don't know what's going to happen here. So I'm friends with the Monadnock coach, Jim Hill. So th- this is, we <laughs> had a great conversation. About, I don't think you have to worry about a Monadnock conversation. We got Mark on the line from Manchester. Now, Mark, before we let you yeah, go God. on here, know that we don't put many people on the show for fear of what might be said, but we're going to open the floor to you. It's our Christmas gift to you on Christmas Eve. Go ahead, Mark from Manchester. What prompted your phone call? What prompted my phone call was the high school 
basketball talk. And um, I don't know if you guys talked about the Chick-fil-A tournament coming up next week. Well, we'll have Nate Maserol, uh, who is uh, one of the uh, organizers and uh, his program, one of the beneficiaries. He's going to be coming in studio at, at the top of the hour. And we're definitely going to be covering that tournament uh, on the radio with some play-by-play and uh, some video highlights on NHSportsPage.com. So we'll definitely be all over that. Love that tournament. Well, hopefully Anassis will uh, assign me to one of the games because I love the high school basketball around this area, but it has changed. You know, you guys, uh, DJ is gone and Ronnie Silva is gone. So Coach Maz has Argo and Angela has his guards now. So South is, is into a little uh, transition. Uh, North um, also has Alonzo Linton. Um, coaches have left. Wheeler's gone. Um, um coach at bg is gone so there's a lot of turnover and there is a lot of room for some of these teams to make some noise oh yeah like londonderry like uh manchester memorial who was almost there last year uh with tyson and santiago and ruben um but you know what The, the most important thing is is trying to keep this talent local because during the summer uh they all go play for mass teams a la uh wenyan gabriel Hopefully this, these guys can, can get something going here like C4 and some of the other programs here and keep a lot of this New Hampshire uh, talent local. Yeah. Switching gears to the game today between the Jets and the Patriots. <laughs> My Jets just lay down. What do we need to win for? We need a first-round draft pick. Yeah, yeah I don't think you have to worry then, about that one, Mark. That's probably and, and, <laughs> nothing you have to worry about. <laughs> And and then oh yeah I hear the snicker that's okay that's okay I'm not I'm not we'll I'm get not you next time we'll I'm not, get you next time no I'm not I'm not I'm not going after you for being a Jets fan but uh you know I, I think that they're ready to they've already packed it in they're bummed that they're playing well listen on they, they they packed it in when they brought the human turnover machine back from last year Fitzpatrick <laughs> you got a championship team in your own division and you don't mirror what they're doing you don't get a strong coach. You don't get an owner that backs you, and anybody that gets out of line, a la Jimmy Collins, you go off to Cleveland. Don't start none, won't be none. Win championships, have fun. That's what the Patriots do. Last but not least, Celtics. Still don't like the rotation. I don't know what they're doing. Olenek, you can have a glass of Granny's Hot Peach Tea with a, two cubes of ice cube onions and hit the road. Because... <laughs> I'd rather see Jarevko or somebody else. I'd rather see Muggsy Bolts in there other than Kelly Olenek. <laughs> That's a statement. I'd rather see Jarevko than anybody. But, yeah. hey, a tough game last night. Russell Westbrook is just awesome. 45-point uh, yeah, triple-double last night. No, nah, I mean, they, they were there. But, look, this is the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, so we're not going to get too deep into the other sports. Mark, we appreciate the phone call. Thanks for uh, the support of high school sports. And have yourself okay. a, a hey, merry listen, little Christmas. Listen, guys, hopefully yeah. Alonzo Linton sticks around. Yeah, but if he's smart, he might go to a prep school. Well, but hopefully, he'll yeah, he's stick a junior. Yeah, he's a junior this year. At least he came back for his junior year. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Guys, love the show. Listen to it every morning. Keep doing your thing. Happy holidays. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Thanks, Marsh. Mark from Manchester. I chime the in. Patriots in. playing today. Yeah, I know I about that. I'm actually Saturday hosting a promotion at the Wild Rover. I'm pretty much right after this show, Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. It has not been determined whether Mark's coach Todd is Bowles. going to coach from the press box or the field, but at least he has been let out of the hospital. Oh, uh, yeah, because he got admitted to the hospital yesterday. He didn't make the trip. Right. I guess now he's – is he going to be coaching from his house? <laughs> Mobile well, apparently coaching. he'll be in Foxborough, but there's some question as to whether they'd let him 
doctor's decision onto the sidelines. So ah, okay. If you, look, if you had chest pains Friday, I don't know why you're coaching anything yeah, Saturday. Yeah, because he probably is nervous about getting fired. Yeah, well. You know, because that's the, uh, that's the scuttlebutt I don't, coming I out of New York. I don't want him doing a Fred Sanford, I'm coming, Elizabeth, yeah. on the sideline yeah. while the children one. are watching TV on Christmas Eve. I just, for some reason, think let's play it safe and stick them up there next to Kraft in one of those luxury boxes. Yeah, or just stay home. I mean, it's not worth it. But he is out of the hospital, so there's good news. All right, good news abounds. Uh, We appreciate the phone call. We don't take them off, and, you know, sometimes Uh, we'll open up the phone lines and and let it happen. Yeah, last week, me being a a jerk, uh, paid off really well because Jim Hill, the head coach from Mananoc, who, by the way, was a gold-level member last year and this year supporting us. He's like, like, how do you not know who I am? I support you. (laughs) Uh, We had a great... We had a great conversation, um, and we talked about Joe Minson quite a bit. Yeah. And I sent him, I got his stats, and uh, I sent him an email, and I said, our long national nightmare is over. Joe Minson is officially sixth in Division Three scoring. All right. We are up to date with Mananoc. Oh, by the way, Mananoc beat Conval. That's a good little win oh, for them. Did. And, yeah, I think they're 3-1 and one or 4-1 and one right now. So uh, Mananoc is on, is they're on our radar. We're, we're going to go out and see those guys. And, um, hey, we got a, we got a videographer right in that neck of the woods, we got yeah, a keen state, Mike, Mike Majeski. Yeah, we're gonna send Mike out there, and uh, so we're gonna do a few of those games. So anyway, so Manana, Dave Haley and Mananock are on good terms now again. Good. So we're back, and uh, uh, you know, it's 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 peace time, peace and love, peace and love. So yeah, no, it was great hearing from Jim. I love hearing from coaches that I've never spoken to before, and Jim and I had a really good conversation. So that was fun. So was all right, we got another Jim coming up from another Division Three team. That's uh, Jim right. Silly. I want to I hear Belmont. I'm going to ask uh, Silly to break down the uh, the Interlakes gym and uh, and, and the uh, parameters, because you haven't been to it before. It's, uh, it's a band box. So, yeah. All right, we'll talk to Coach Silly from Belmont. When we return, it's the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, and it's on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and on NHSportsPage.com. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights. We've got to get Tim to play some hair metal. Christmas Eve edition of the show, and uh, Dave's requesting hair metal. You know that's going to happen before the, the end of the program. Yeah, we need some of that. We're going to go to the phones, or back to the phones right now, and we'll talk to a coach whose team is off to a really good start in Division Three. Jim Silly from Belmont. Coach Silly, uh, good morning, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Good morning. Merry Christmas, guys. So 4-1 and one start, I know it doesn't feel as good because you were 4-0 and oh going into the game uh, at Interlakes the other night. Uh, a 53-44 a loss, but I think you got to be happy with 4-1 and one after the first five games. Yeah, I mean, we looked at, my assistants and I looked at uh, our schedule for the first five, you know, for the first five on the road, opening in Guilford, you know, not a place we typically play very well. And, uh, you know, we were looking and going, geez, you know, one and four, oh and five is a possibility. I mean, we didn't think that that's what we would be, but, you know, it, it could have been that way, just depending on how the chips fell. We didn't know, and when we got off to a, a nice start, we got to four and zero. Oh, we were like, well, now it's. You know, I would have taken four and one before the season started, but you know, Thursday night we wanted to be greedy and we just couldn't get it. So four and one's not bad. Tell uh, tell uh, people about that gym in Interlakes. Like, how would you describe playing in that gym on the road? It's a crypt. <laughs> I mean, it's like literally where good teams go to die because you feel suffocated when you're there. Um, I, I guess you know. Obviously, I grew up in Belmont. I played up there in high school. I you know, now coaching there, coaching Frank, I coached up there quite a bit. And it's so small that really, you know, 
if you get a deflection at half court and you go chase it, you could go, you could go back court pretty easy. I mean, it's like three or four steps. And then um, the sidelines, there's a weird rule with the dotted lines and the sidelines. It's amazing to me, too, because they just built that brand-new, gorgeous turf field outside. Yeah. And that gym is so bad. <laughs> and they, they don't put the money into that. <laughs> I think Mike Rathgaber likes it. It's just the way it is. Oh, I know <laughs> he, he likes does. Yeah, he can pack it in that damn zone with those tight rims and make people try to shoot from the outside. Yeah. Run off of it. You get Ryan Kelly sitting back there like a quarterback, chucking touchdown passes. Yeah. You know? So uh, right now, um, I'm looking at your uh, boy. This gorgeous Belmont basketball page on nhsportspage.com. These guys do. Uh, I'll tell you, they do work over there. But <laughs> Trevor Hunt averaging uh, 18.6 points per game. Doug Price at nine points. Derek Stevens at 8.5. And I'm sure Matt Pluskis is right behind them. Do you? How important is for you? I think it's important, but I want you to talk about how important it would be to get that second score, a kid like Price or Stevens, to average 12, 13 points a game so the scoring load isn't so much on Trevor every night. Yeah, no, it is huge. I mean, obviously, people sitting there looking at our stats, Trevor's going to start seeing some. I mean, not that he doesn't anyway. His, his uh, reputation has kind of precedes him now. But, you know, he's starting to see, you know, doubles and stuff. And actually, it's really nice when they do because he is a very good passer, especially out of the post. So if you want to double, you know, everybody feel free to do that. <laughs> Because yeah. we uh, we can certainly score. We have guys that can score. It's just getting the consistency. And you know, I mean, we touched on you touched on Maddie a little bit. Plus, I mean, he's a scorer, and he hasn't really scored. He's had a couple up and down games. Uh, you know, with Matt, and I keep we keep preaching to him. His best offense is when he's flashing the basket, when he's getting into the paint and scoring. And he really likes to shoot the ball from the outside. So it's a little difficult because when his shot doesn't go from the outside, he gets down a little bit, and then the rest of his game starts to. To suffer because of it. Um, I'll tell you, Derek Stevens just getting better and better sophomore. I mean, he's he's probably our best shooter from the outside right now, and I would not have said that if you saw him as <laughs> saw him as an eighth grader. You might yeah. think, well, this is a kid that you know you can just pack it in, and never have to never have to guard him. Um, I think Campbell had a point guard like that a couple of years ago, and you know, game plan was just sit back, let him shoot because yeah. it's, it's basically a turnover, and that's what I thought Derek was going to be. And he's really worked hard over the last few years, and he's become a very good shooter. Um, you know, and then Dougie, Dougie just needs to be a little bit more. Dougie Price needs to be a little more aggressive to the basket. He he gets in the paint and he's strong and he's physical and he can do all the. He does everything right in practice. When he gets there, he's always trying to be too unselfish. Like he tries to share the ball too much. Like you get three feet from the basket, just go up and score yeah. because somebody has that. Yeah, you're there. You. You've you've arrived. Yeah. You know, you you've got the best offensive rebounder in the the division probably outside of maybe the six eight kid up at Kearsarge and Trevor Hunt. You miss it, he's going to clean it up for you. So you've got to put the ball up on the rim. You can't try to slip it and throw it off someone's feet out of bounds because that turnover we don't need. You know, so but we were working on that. We actually had a really, really good practice yesterday after the night before, and you know, um, I think that you know hopefully we'll be back to winning ways here real soon. Jim Silly from Belmont is our guest. His team off to a four and one start in Division Three. Uh, where are you guys uh, for the holidays? What what holiday tournament are you guys? What do you, you mean? Where Guilford? are they? They're in Guilford. Guilford. Yeah, we're over in uh, we're over in our favorite place to play. Thank you. We're in Guilford. The house uh, that sense, Dave Haley built. I, I sense some sarcasm, and when you said that, I don't understand. <laughs> well, that. no, I mean, I it, honestly, it's great because we get a lot of parents, we get a lot of fans, a lot of kids back, you know, that played before. Um, a lot of people are around, so it's a great tournament to be part of in that regard. But it's all the same teams we play all year, so. You know, like, I'm going to see Winnesquam in the first round, and I see them again down the road. You know, I'm, I've played Guilford once. I'm going to play them again. I may play them in the tournament if we go to the finals, they do. 
Um, and then the same thing, second round matchup for us would be Laconia or Prospect Mountain. We play Prospect again. We just played Laconia. So it's like every single team that we play, we play in the tournament. Yeah. You know, it would be nice to, to be up at Hanover or somewhere else. But with that being said, you know, I don't know that we would have, you know, the same following, the same amount of people to travel to Hanover. I don't know that our AD would want to get us a bus to go to Hanover. We could drive ourselves to Guilford. So, um, you know, it, there's, there's pluses and minuses. It's a really good tournament. It's really run really well. It's always really well attended. You know, but from a coaching standpoint, you know, to try to, you know, work on things, you don't want to show your hand too much in the holiday tournament. But I guess with Huddle and, and, and all of the, uh, you know, the film that's out there, everybody sees what we do anyway, so it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, it, you know, that, it's interesting because Mike Susi uh, pulled Hallsbrook line out of the uh, the Chick-fil-A tournament yeah. because he said, hey, you know, Milford's in it and Goffstown's in it. I already see these guys, and, I, you know, it's it's good to, like, get out of there and – um, a million years ago when I played in the tournament, you're talking about Jim, you know, and when you, I'm not sure, but when, when you played, but when I played, you know, Plymouth was in it and they were division two. Yeah. Laconia was a top eight, you know, division two team. Uh, right. King, Kingswood was a quarterfinal team uh, with Mike Rathgaber um, and, and Pittsfield. Pittsfield, Pete, used to be, it, it's Prospect Mountain and Pittsfield together were one school. Like that was right. Pittsfield. And, uh, and they were. They were a Final Four team two years in a row in Division Three. So now yeah, I look at that holiday tournament, and you know it is tough. You're absolutely right, Jim, because it's like, all right, you're going to play Guilford maybe three times this season, and you're going to play Winnesquam maybe three times, and you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's 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 tough. It's you want to try well, to get out and mix it up a little bit this year too. So it was always that you played all your games obviously at the high school gym, girls and boys, but now because they have the, the middle school over there as well, you know, the, at one o'clock when we're playing. Um, Winnicom in the first round, the Laconia uh, Prospect Mountain games going on in the middle school gym at the same time, boys game. So yeah, I heard that. It's not like we can stick around and scout anymore. They kind of switched it up with the new AD over there. I mean, I like it because there's no more 9 o'clock in the morning games, which never yeah. is really a great thing, you know, two days after Christmas. But um, at the same time, it's, uh, you know, it's been run the same way for such a long time. I guess maybe a shakeup was needed. Is so, Moltenboro still in that? They are. Moltenboro... Newfound, um, Guilford, Kingswood, Laconia, ourselves, yeah. uh, Winnesquam, Laconia, and Prospect Mountain. Kingswood's getting a little better. They might win that thing. I'm telling you, they, they can won shoot it a couple. It. They won it a couple times the last couple of years. Yeah. Now is that Monday? Uh, a tournament start on Monday? No, it starts on Tuesday. So we'll be Tuesday at one o'clock, um, and then we play again at one o'clock on Wednesday if, if we're fortunate enough to to take down the four and zero Winnesquam Bears. We will. Uh, <laughs> We'll play the winner of Laconia Prospect Mountain, and if we aren't as successful, we'll play at one o'clock as well. But over in the middle school gym, consolation games are over there, um, also at one o'clock. So looking around, I thought it was an interesting week in Division Three. Kind of talked about it earlier, Messinic uh, losing a game at home to Conval, which which surprised me. And you sort of look around at the standings, Hopkinton 4-0 undefeated, and they've played a tough schedule. They uh, they won a game at Mascoma. That's, I see they're on your schedule. That's not going to be an easy night for you guys. Um, Winnesquam is 4-0, and I actually did an interview first thing this morning with WEMJ, uh, Keith Murray over there. And uh, I was talking about Winnesquam. They haven't beaten anybody yet, and Kevin Dame's doing a great job, but they haven't. They haven't played a tough schedule yet. I they just got Mike Lowry back, too. He's been out hurt. And He's they got Mike Lowry, Lowry back. So, yeah. So, Winnesquam, you know, that's a great start. I'm interested to see how they do when they get to the iron their schedule. But Summers with Campbell Stevens, 
undefeated, then you guys are in that next group. But if you look around, I mean, Kyrgyz is two and two. Who saw that coming? And then you know, opponents one and two. Uh, Interlakes right there with you at four and one. So it, you know, and and Mananak that I talked to my friends in Mananak, my team. Um, they're three and one, and so it, You'll have it's. Have to give me a scouting report. We play them later this year. <laughs> Jim wasn't breaking down his out of bounds plays for me on the phone, but I'm going <laughs> to. Um, and St. Thomas is zero and two, which is interesting. But anyway, you look around, and I mean, there really are ten, twelve teams. You know that are have to all feel like they got a shot to get the Southern New Hampshire, and you guys obviously are in that mix. Yeah, I mean, we liked our chances before the season started. I mean, I joked about that we could be one and four, one and five. You know. Start now, but you know we we like our chances with who we have. I and mean, I brought the whole roster back. They've been in the system all now for two to three years. I mean, we, you know, when we defend, we typically we don't worry about that. We're a pretty good defensive team, and we knew that we had to, you know, just get better, more efficient offensively, and 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 rebound the ball better. And we've done that for the most part this year. And you know, not that we don't have anything to work on, we certainly do. But um, we think that you know, it's I, I think Division Three is wide open. I mean, we we. You know, not that summer means anything, but we play. I mean, uh, Nate and I are pretty good friends over at Kearsarge. We play all the time. And same thing with, with Eric down at um, Conant. We played this summer, and we scrimmage Hopkinton preseason. And uh, I feel after I'm knowing all their personnel, I mean, I, I think we can play with anybody. I don't think that we're scared for any matchup. We played uh, Phoenix down in the in, in Sean Young's tournament um, down at Great Bay. And, you know, we were competitive with them, so... I certainly think that we have the pieces and the and, and the players to to be effective. It's just you know who makes shots tonight. You know who, who who wants it more. You should be scared of my Guilford Golden Eagles. That's who you should be scared well, of. Overtime. So I'm, I'm sure they'll be much much better. I'm know, sure. Much, yeah. Because that's that's what Chip does. You know they they we we snuck away and got them last year early and then we saw them at home. You know game eight or nine and they beat us by thirty. I may, I may so. have to be for that for that one. I may have to come back for that one. Yeah. We got I'll you on the schedule. Gym at least, so you won't have to go over to your old stomping ground. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Darkest gym in New Hampshire. Hey, Jim, <laughs> we really appreciate the time on a Christmas Eve morning, and uh, thanks so much. I guess you, like, scheduled your own appearance on the show. Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, I saw yeah, that I, on I, Twitter. I, didn't take Well, a, I saw that you guys had said that, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to be there Christmas Eve. And I said, well, I either have to wrap presents for my wife or <laughs> I can, you know, maybe offer my services. and. You know, usually it's radio gold when I come on, so that's right. I figured I'd help you guys out. It's an easy um, I will say, you know, and, you know, I, I listened to Sam Maddie last week, and I want to reiterate what he said about the gold level sponsorship. It's huge. I watched the uh, the Winnicott game against Memorial, oh, probably nice. the game of the year. Yeah, and I thought I had a pretty good ninety-four foot play, but I'm going to steal Jay McKenna. So <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty good. That was top of mind. So. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think I told you Nick Fassett took an out-of-bounds play from Doc Wheeler at Central, and I was like, it's it's a great way as a coach to, you know, end of game situations, and um, yeah, it's great. I mean, uh, I, and that's I mean, what I do. hundred dollars, you can't go wrong. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really no-brainer. So. It's how we survive, unless, you know, we can't do the show if Pete and I are living in a field in a tent someplace, so <laughs> we, we need the support. We But we appreciate it, Jim. You've always been a big supporter, and we appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, no problem, guys. All right, Stay away how, from that van down by the river. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to. Yeah, keep in mind that uh, we are doing the show on New Year's Eve next week, so we might have to bring you back if we. I'll, you know. I'll be around. We'll talk <laughs> about our hopeful uh, victory over Guilford in the finals of the you know saddle down season. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Silly from Belmont. Thanks so much, Coach. We'll see you down the line. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Bye. Merry Christmas to you. We'll take a quick time out. Come back. We'll wrap up the first hour of the show, the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, the Christmas Eve edition 
of the show. By the way, we mentioned this earlier. If you're you you're kind of just in your downtime waiting for the holiday festivities to really kick in, maybe tonight, tomorrow, and you're looking for a place to watch the Patriots game or you're just looking to, you know, chill out for a little while after all the hustle and bustle, you can join me at the Wild Rover in downtown Manchester. We're doing a uh, Patriots viewing party between one and three. I got a lot of prizes to give away, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, I got some Monarchs tickets. I got some ski lift tickets. I, I got uh, some other uh, cool stuff, some T-shirts. So please join me at, at the Wild Rover between 1 and 3 for the Pats game. Really first half of the Pats game. Then you can get off on your merry, merry way. It is the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. Pete Terrier, Dave Haley, ESPN New Hampshire, and NHSportsPage.com. ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's home for high school sports. Here, there we go. Now we're back here on the Christmas Eve edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. Pete Terrier, Dave Haley, Tim Glenday in studio. Another hour to go after we hit the top of the hour, 10 o'clock. I'm guessing we are the only ones live on the radio in the state of New Hampshire doing a show right now. So I want to take the opportunity to give Dave and Tim Christmas gifts here that I want you to open on the air. I was wishing Allison was here today because I'm going to make you do something you probably don't want to do. Oh, no. Is she going to hear this? Open it up. All right. Dave is is opening up the present right on the air. It's in an envelope. It says Dave and Allison on it, and it is? Uh, Disney on Ice Passport to Adventure. So you're going to Disney on Ice with your daughter. Oh, no. And there's four passes there. Thank you. Yeah, my sister. uh, I think my sister's taking her. Yeah, I can see that. The requirement is you have to go to the Disney on Ice show. I get four. Yeah, my niece, There's four. There's no reason. There's why, no why are you making me go to Disney on Ice? I want, because you have a young daughter who is nine years old. Yeah, but she can go with, my, with her auntie. And this is a father-daughter bonding opportunity. What do they do? Just bonding opportunity. and sing about Beauty and the Beast and stuff like that? We saw her, uh, I took her to Rogue One. Oh, you did? I did. I took her to Rogue One the other day. I've been thinking about going. Did you like it? I loved it. The last three minutes of that movie are insane. Oh, really? Yeah, the ending is insane. Yeah, I'm probably going to go next year. Star Wars To help like people me. with the visual since we don't have Periscope or anything like that running. Dave Haley opened it Karnak style. <laughs> he ripped the one in and <laughs> yeah, exactly. into it and then pulled out his prize. He, he's watched the late uh, the, the Tonight Show. Tim has done a times. Johnny Carson and a Fred Sanford reference here in the first half hour oh, of the show. I have something Every for you, Every high school Tim. kid out there is, shake, is, 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 is scratching their head. So, Tim. Uh, My goodness, contraband from Fidel's funeral. I think he knows what that is. Yes, very, very nice. Someone who has sponsored at the station. What is it, Tim? A gift certificate to Castro's back room. Right here in downtown Nashua. Just saw owner Eric Cobain. Uh, Me and Mm -hmm. Eric just caught up. I told him it was a gift for you, one of his best customers. So enjoy that. and uh, Thank you very, very much. Get yourself some nice cigars or whatever. So Merry Christmas to you guys. Or, let's see, if I'm doing the math right, 18 bottles of Stewart's Diet Root Beer because I'm a diabetic. And it's so, the greatest tasting diet soda. Really? That I've ever heard. He, he has them there in his cooler. For like a buck something? Buck, buck and a quarter. Wow. Yeah. That's cheap. Oh, and it's, 
delicious. Wow. Pete, that I, would pass the blindfold test. Yeah. Pete, I got you highlights of Memorial Winnicunit for you know Christmas. What? Merry Christmas. You know what? It's about giving for me. I, I want to make you guys happy. So I just I think appreciate you're forcing it. me to Disney on ice, but yes, thank you. You don't have to go, but no. know, I'm sure your daughter would love if Daddy brought her I'll to the take Disney her. on ice show. That's the weekend I, before I go to, uh, to Groveton. Yeah. <laughs> so. I may even be there. I may even be there, too, with my uh, boys. I'll take her. You know, but my youngest son uh, is very, very opposed to the movie Frozen. Every time I bring it up, he gets mad. He wants nothing to do with it. I think he gets mad a lot, though, doesn't he? No, this is Ryan. This oh, is Ryan. <laughs> okay, Ryan. All right. He gets mad. I don't blame him. Yeah, he's he's anti-Frozen for, for whatever reason. Nate Mrazerall is in the house. I get to ask him how I'm going to get Nashua South stats in the second hour of the show. There That's going to be basically all I'm going to do is browbeating him for statistics. There you go. So he'll join us. So we're going to talk uh, about the Chick-fil-A National Holiday Basketball Tournament, which gets underway Wednesday at Nashua South High School. The gym that I built. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I didn't build it, you know. I didn't even make the team. Who's the best player in Nashua history? I don't know. We'll ask Nate when he comes on in the other in the second hour of the show. The New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, Nate Mass from Nashua South will join us in studio. He's here for the whole hour. Merry Christmas, everybody. We got another hour to go.